Biden's dog injury, a growing Tory rebellion against lockdown and some major fake news. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Monday 30th of November. It's the 100th episode of The Daily Briefing, so to celebrate, we're hosting a big live stream this evening, where we'll be running you through the 100 weirdest, craziest, and funniest news stories of 2020. It's not just the news stories either, there's a whole bunch of tasks and challenges, like me reading the news after eating extremely spicy chicken, reading the news backwards, and guessing news stories based on the headline. It should be a lot of fun, so you can watch the live stream by clicking the link below. In the first story of the Daily Briefing today, we look to the US and the news that President-elect Joe Biden fractured his foot over the weekend while out playing with his dogs. It's been widely reported that when Mr. Biden enters the White House in January, he won't just be taking his wife Jill, but also two German shepherds. But luckily for the incoming vice president, this incident with his dog took place following the months of intense campaigning that led up to the 2020 presidential election. This is lucky, as if it did happen in those months, it could have set his campaign back, especially considering his age and potential fragility was a key criticism levied by his opponents. The president-elect was okay following the fall, and although he will likely have to wear a walking boot for the next few months, the fracture was only small and nothing too serious. In fact, the president even tweeted, get well soon, in reply to the news. In the increasingly polarised political world in which we're living, it's good to hear opponents wishing each other well for once. After all, it was only last month that Biden wished Trump and his family well after they were diagnosed with COVID-19. It goes without saying, but all of us at TLDR hope that the president-elect recovers soon too. In the second story today, we move to the UK to discuss the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. For those who are regular viewers, listeners, or readers of the Daily Briefing, you'll know that the Prime Minister has been battling with his MPs for the last few weeks to try and get them to rally behind the new coronavirus rules, with a number of his own Conservative MPs growing increasingly concerned by the government's decision-making. This issue for Johnson has only been consolidated with the creation of the Coronavirus Recovery Group, led by a former Chief Whip. The group's composed of Conservative MPs who are sceptical about future lockdowns and coronavirus restrictions, a group which could well vote against Johnson and the government's future proposals. Some of these MPs just inherently dislike the limitations that lockdowns place on individuals and businesses, while others just want to see more information about why the government's deciding to lock down. They want to examine the data and the science more closely before proceeding with potentially damaging lockdowns. Either way though, this is worrying for Johnson as it could make passing his coronavirus legislation harder. But the group also has a wider threat to his entire premiership. That's because the group's actually working in a similar way to the European Research Group, who arguably killed Theresa May's government. The reason we're discussing this today is because the Prime Minister seems to be trying to offer the coronavirus recovery group some things they might want, such as more data on why decisions are being made related to the coronavirus restrictions, in the hopes that this will get them behind the upcoming vote this week on the new tiering system. It's been speculated that around 70 Conservative MPs could vote against the Prime Minister this week, getting into the territory where they'll need to rely on the opposition to pass the restrictions into law. Having said this, it's likely that the opposition will vote with the government, as they broadly support the coronavirus restrictions. 
The reason this is big news though is because the rebellion is likely to only grow as restrictions are extended over the coming months. Ultimately, we'll have to wait and see how large the rebellion is this week and if it does continue to grow. In the last story today, we look at the increasingly strained relationship between China and Australia. Last week, we reported on the warrior culture in the Australian Special Forces, with a report accusing some members of the Special Forces of war crimes. While this report was published by authorities in Australia and was clearly substantiated, the claims made by China on social media this weekend clearly were not. The Chinese government posted an image of an Australian soldier standing with a knife next to a child. The issue is that this image is fake and based on an unsubstantiated claim that Australian forces killed two 14-year-old children in Afghanistan. The Australian Prime Minister responded by claiming that Beijing should be utterly ashamed of the repugnant picture and he proceeded to brand the image as disinformation. All of this though will likely only increase tensions that already existed between the two countries. Before we go, one last reminder about today's live stream. We'll be going live at 6pm GMT and Ben and I will be running you through the 100 weirdest and wildest stories of 2020. Not only that, we'll also be regularly spinning the wheel, making my job harder and letting you see the madness play out live. The link to the live stream can be found in the description. For those who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.